0: I'm Brian Lee, one of the content creators for the UAMS Institute for Digital Health and Innovation and the South Central Telehealth Resource Center. Welcome to Telehealth Talk. In the current times that we live in, healthcare professionals are looking for ways to provide safe, quality care from a distance. Telehealth and digital health are proving to be the perfect tools during this COVID-19 pandemic. In today's episode, we are joined with Dr. Amit Sachdev and Dr. Curtis Lowry. Dr. Sachdev is a physician, most recently at the Brigham and Women's Hospital at Harvard Medical School. and He is currently working on the COVID response. Dr. Curtis Lowry is the director of the UAMS Institute for Digital Health and Innovation. He also serves as a professor for the UAMS Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. This episode is in two parts, and it serves as an introduction to telehealth and digital health amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Stay with us.
1: Uh, I'm just going to ask you a few questions about telehealth. Uh, I think this will be very useful in the COVID response.
0: That's Dr. Amit Sachdev.
1: Um, So I'll open up, Dr. Lowry. Uh, What is telehealth, sir?
2: Well, it's a lot of different things, but we think about telehealth today as being the use of technology to provide health care across a distance.
0: That's Dr. Curtis Lowry.
2: So the patient no longer has to be in the same room with the doctor or the nurse or the other kind of provider. And the doctor and patient can communicate with one another and get a diagnosis and treatment over the uh, you know, video or other technology.
1: I know you have a lot of success uh, implementing telehealth programs. How do you recommend that providers across our country uh, implement a telehealth program?
2: Well, the first thing I think is to think about what you're trying to do in the healthcare delivery. And um, the and also depends on the size of the program. You know, it can be as basic as one doctor and a and a few patients, to as large as a total healthcare system delivering healthcare. So you have to understand that, and then you know you try to match the the technology with what what you're trying to do. If you're just trying to do consults with patients, then Often that can be done you know, using basic cell phone technologies and um, you have to sign up for a, a system of care, but, and I think you have to think uh, also, how can you protect the patient's rights and security? So anything you do should consider this and ultimately needs to be HIPAA compliant, which means that you're protecting the identity of the patient from other people you know, outside of the doctor-patient relationship.
1: And have there been any changes in the HIPAA rules since the advent of COVID?
2: Yes, uh, we've waived those rules just because of the crisis that we're dealing with right now. Uh, so many healthcare providers really weren't doing healthcare but many of the doctors and nurses had, had experience in, in sort of video comforting technologies some of which are HIPAA compliant and others are not, but during this crisis, basically, um, any kind of technology you want to do to deliver healthcare video conferencing, you can use during this period of time. It's probably unlikely that after this is over with, we'll continue um, you know, using these sort of uh, non-HIPAA compliant devices.
1: Is there just, uh, a telehealth uh, specific credentialing that is required?
2: Well, <clears throat> not really um, in terms of state, state laws. If you're licensed in the state, then you're licensed to deliver healthcare in that state. If the patient resides in another state, then you, you're required to be licensed in the state for which the patient resides. Now, if you're doing healthcare in a hospital, you know, like if you're doing consulting in somebody else's hospital, that hospital may have requirements that you be credentialed in that hospital. But as an outpatient, if you're licensed, if you're doing health care and an outpatient into the patient's home or into other health care outpatient facilities, then your medical license for that state should be sufficient to do that visit.
1: What type of uh, technology is required to initiate telehealth?
2: There's the law and then there's, you know, billing and collection, you know. So uh, most of the time we define video conferencing as being able to have two-way um, video, live streaming video. So that would mean that I can see the patient live and the patient can see me live. Other people have defined the technology differently. And during this crisis, we've accepted cell phone technologies of which you're just talking on the phone. Um, and, but when we get down to licensing, you know, is what your state will, will require. But then when you're trying to bill and collect for the activity, then that's a, another system, another requirement beyond that of simply what's necessary to do the license. So to sum it up, we think of, te- of uh, video conferencing, telehealth as being two-way audio and video conferencing. Um, but there are other definitions of it beyond this.
1: Is there a difference between health, telehealth, healthcare policy, and traditional healthcare
2: policy? Not, not really. Except that you have to understand what the licensing requirements in your state are, and that does vary somewhat from state to state. So you you must understand that and um, and. Uh, and follow the state licensing uh, requirements. Um, but, but beyond that, you know, you're basically held to what the physician believes is adequate to conduct an examination on the patient. Obviously, if you're um, going to do a spinal surgery on a patient, uh, you should be able to see that patient and understand what's going on it would be inappropriate to do a phone consult to decide if that person needs surgery. So I think the physician needs to understand what, he, what what he's trying to assess in the patient, and he has to be able to do that using the technologies. The crisis has jump-started the delivery of healthcare in a big way. Providers are now using technology to deliver healthcare in many new and different ways, in a period of time for which doctors were not even considering the technology. But now, as a result of the requirements of visiting with patients who are often often quarantined or the doctors are quarantined, then they had to think about the healthcare delivery in a different way. And they're becoming familiar with it. And now that they're familiar with it, it's unlikely that many doctors give this stuff they'll likely continue doing telehealth and so we would have jumped ahead you know three to five years in the delivery of this technology to patient care as a result of
0: this let's keep the conversation going you can find and follow us on twitter at learn telehealth on facebook the same name learn telehealth and you can always leave us an email at info at learntelehealth.org. Thanks for listening. This podcast was made possible by grant number G22RH30361 from the Office for the Advancement of Telehealth and the Federal Office of Rural Health Policy of the Health Resources and Services Administration.